You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil. I'm joined here by Ken. How are you, man? Hello, sir. I'm just happy to be wearing actual clothes during this uh, pandemic time. Yeah, it's a little chillier outside today, so you were able to get away with no clothes today. Yeah. Um, And Matt and Jeff aren't here. Uh, Why isn't Jeff here today? Well, uh, he bought a vehicle. It's from the uh, 1970s and he's been working on it. I believe he's uh, overhauling the engine. Okay. Except it's a pontoon boat. Oh. So he's he's working on that pontoon boat. He seems like someone who would work on a pontoon boat and then make sure to tell you how to pronounce pontoon correctly. How, how do you pronounce it correctly? Uh, I think you just pronounce it ponton. Ponton? Yeah, like the... From, uh, from the French. Right. And they also have a hair care product, I, I believe, as yeah. well. Um, and Matt's not here. Uh, he's been obsessed with the TV show Cobra Kai. If you haven't seen it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I believe he's actually taking karate right now, trying to emulate oh, really? Daniel's son. Yeah. Well, I know he waxes off a lot. He, he does wax off a lot. You're correct. <laughs> uh, not at work, though, at least not that we know of. Uh, but we have some very uh, special guests here today. Uh, our first two guests uh, are uh, two of the funniest writers, performers, directors, uh, people that, uh, that I know personally. And uh, they have a wonderful podcast called 90 Under 90, uh, which you need to check out. And I'll let them explain it a little bit more. But uh, welcome to the show, Dan and Jeremy Eden. How's it going, guys? No, hey, thanks a lot for having us on here and for transitioning from wax off onto <laughs> us. That's I, I appreciate that uh, smooth transition. Hey, oh. the more wax, the smoother, smoother it is, right? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but thank you. That's very nice of you to say. And uh, uh, we love working with you whenever we get the chance, especially right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what are you guys, what have you been up to? And can you tell uh, listeners about your podcast? Because I think if anyone likes movies uh, in a podcast form, I think they're going to enjoy it. Dan? Uh, oh, I guess. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> no, it's um, it, it's it's a podcast in which we, we had a, each season, we'll call it, has a curated list of 90 movies chosen by us, sometimes requested by listeners, and they're all under 90 minutes in length, and we discuss them with a guest, a different guest every week from an interchangeable uh, crew that we have uh, accrued over the last couple of years. We're now in season two on episode 130 or something like mm-hmm. that, Jer. Yeah, overall, something like that. Yeah, I don't even uh, exactly know where we are. But yeah, we're definitely over 125 at this point. Nice. Just Yeah, just a good place to talk about movies. Just have fun, you know, joke around. 
Yep, yep. For better or worse. I mean, some of them are good, some of them are bad. Um, well, they're and, all great. Yeah, <laughs> from a, from someone's perspective. It's like, uh, who is that, P.T. Anderson? Yeah. He says there's no bad movies, just movies that aren't for me. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So if, I, I'm sure some people don't like the movies, but uh, they're at least funny when you talk about them. I was on the show, uh, luckily, and we talked about Walking Tall, a rock classic, so that was a lot of fun. Go. Yes. Uh, and there's a, definitely a lot of uh, Vince McMahon impressions. So if you know what he sounds like, <laughs> check it out. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he popped by for a little while. Well, yeah, he did an ad for us. And it was really nice of him to do that. Yeah. I know. He it was time out of his busy schedule. schedule. Yeah. It's very charitable. Yeah. He, it's not he was... only it's great to have sponsors, but it's also great to get like high class celebrities to do the uh, to do the ads for us. It's just the ads, too. It's interesting. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and our, our special guest host today, someone who's been on the show before, you might have heard him on the Simpsons uh, bonus tournament. Uh, he is an Oakland Five supporter on uh, Patreon. We sh- appreciate his support. And that is Rick Carrero. How's it going, Rick? That's none of your damn business. And I'll thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. <laughs> well, that uh, that response was worth the wait, Rick. Uh, we, we've been waiting all day to get shut down. Uh, so how are you doing today? Uh, what are you up to? Yeah, just been excited. Movies is, you know, I always feel like there's regular trivia, but I always want more movies in the trivia, you know. That's true. So I'm Me happy too. that uh, Dan and Jeremy got that going. I will check out their their uh, show uh, when it's out. Um, Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. So other than that, uh, my wife, beautiful wife, Debbie, just had our five-year anniversary. Uh, oh. We don't have no kids, just our two great little poodle dogs. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, I've just been excited for uh, uh, the movie episode, and it's a little bit of, a little bit good timing for me as well because I'm uh, starting my own podcast, and um, it's called Championship Trivia, and it's basically going to be who's the best at any given category, and oh, nice. you know whoever's the you know it'll be like a one-on-one show. Um, and then somebody will be the champion and they'll be on like the website as the champion of Seinfeld, let's say. Mm. Okay. Okay. And, uh, we'll have anyone who wants to challenge them, you know, well, you know, can come on the website or, or wherever I'm going to be on. And, um, so it's going to be fun competition and also, you know, bragging, bragging rights as well. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That does sound good. You'll have to let us know when that, uh, when that launches. Literally whatever there's a category. I'm going to have a game for two people to battle it out on. Very nice. Awesome. Well, let us know when you get to presidential finger length and give us a call. And uh, <laughs> uh, I guess uh, if you've, you've heard from what Rick said, today's going to be a movie game. Yeah. So since uh, since today's a movie, uh, a movie game, how about we send it over to a movie star for the rules? Triviality Podcast is two rounds of 20 questions worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round, players wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the crop. I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Now, for listeners, uh, Dan and Jeremy here who are on the show, that was Gilbert Gottfried uh, who gave us his rules reading for today. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we weren't sure if you'd recognize his voice. We just wanted to let you know that yeah. was Gilbert. So. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so we'll be a team today, Ken. Uh, and Dan and Jerry obviously will be a team. So might as well, just to keep it simple for the listener, we'll have 90 under 90 versus Triviality. Sounds good. Uh, and uh, Rick, feel free to uh, take over the game. We're ready to play. 
So we're going to start with uh, number one. Category is going to be hilarious movie sequels. So I'm starting off with uh, something fun here, and then we'll, we'll get into some more serious ones. Schindler's List questions come later. So Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number one. There has been quite a few Leprechaun sequels. I'm going to tell you four sequel titles, and you will tell me which one is correct, as I made up the other three. Number one, The Final Charm. Number two, In Space. Number three, Rainbow to Hell. <laughs> and number four, Dead Man's Coin. I think me and Neil can lock in here, right? I think so. Yeah, we can let Dan and Jer talk. Jer. Oh, no, I, we, we know it. Yeah. In yeah. Space. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we also uh, said the same, in space. That's right. I'm disappointed uh, Disappointed. nobody fell for any of my clever names. I, I, Jared, I, I, I did love them, I think you're supposed to though. laugh at the fake ones. I think he's supposed to laugh. Hey, I could have just been unfamiliar with the Leprechaun movies as a whole and just, right, right, you know? Right. True. Hey, I'm actually happy then I got a laugh there because you kind of gave it away to the other team. <laughs> Probably wasn't. Oh, no, I, I've definitely seen Leprechaun in space, which I don't know if that's something to admit. So that's how we knew that one. All right. So that's a good start. Let's get on to question number two. What is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time? Well, um, may I ask a follow-up question? Is this um, adjusted for inflation, or are we just going by uh, the box office total dollars? I, this is not for. This is not with inflation. I can take a guess. But I can I take. I can take an right. educated guess as well. You should do it. You should do it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that that is Joker. All right. Great, uh, great guess there. Actually, I didn't even think of that. I forgot that that just came out. Um, I, I know it was at the top for a very short period of time, at least for R-rated horror movies, but Ken wrote down an answer that I think at least at some point was the highest. Yeah, maybe Deadpool. All right, we got Deadpool and Joker, and Team 90 Under 90 is getting points. Good one. Completely oh, forgot about Joker, right. yeah. Okay, let's go on to question number three. The category is undecisive much? At the 1969 Oscars, there was a rare tie for Best Actress between what two legendary actresses? I will give you 10 points if you can name one and a bonus point if you can name both. Uh, Jer, do you I, have any guesses? I have no idea. I, 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 my... gonna, okay, then I'm just going to – can I throw out two names? Sure. All right, here's my guess. Ready? Yeah, this will be our official guess. Okay. Jane Fonda and Sally Field. 69? Yeah, baby. Mm, I don't know. Nice. Nice. Uh, Jane Fonda and Sally Field. Great actresses. Um, I I remember this fact. I've known it for a long time, but I've forgotten at least half of it. Um, I'm almost positive one of them is Barbara Streisand, I think for Yentl, maybe. Uh, and then the other one, I feel like Liza Minnelli's coming to me, but I think she might have won it like in 67 for Cabaret by herself. But our second answer is Liza Minnelli, but I think we're more sure on Barbara Streisand. So those are our answers. Okay. So uh, Triviality is getting 10 points for wow. Barbara Streisand and Damn. no points for um, 90 Under 90. And the bonus would have been Catherine Hepburn. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe I have to share my Oscar. <laughs> You're telling me this two-bit actress is going to take my award? Yeah. <laughs> Can't they just pick a winner? Like, they is it that fight. close? 
Well, I, back then, at least, I think, the, yeah, they probably just uh, hated each other equally through their representation. And, you know, one said that they were the true winner until there was actual bloodbath or something like that. But <laughs> All right. Let's go to question, question number four. Category is you go, girl. Okay, so Sorsha Ronan was the second actress to have four Oscar nominations by the age of 25. Who was the first? We are going to go ahead and lock in here because I think Neil and I are on the same page. I would, too, uh, logically speaking, I'm going to have to assume that uh, this person started young. And truth be told, I don't know the body of work well enough, but the name I'm going to guess. Go for uh, it. Jodie Foster. Mm. So uh, I think this person got their first nomination for uh, the hilarious Winter's Bone. Yeah, this is a full-fledged comedy. I think it was produced by the Zanuck brothers. Yeah, and uh, it had the guy from Eastbound and Down in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. So extra funny there. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to go with uh, J-Law herself, Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. Oh, man. Triviality. I'm yeah, Triviality is getting points. I will accept J-Law. <laughs> All right. I, for, I, I always forget how many times she's been nominated, like American Hustle, Winner's Bone, Joy, I think. And then that original maybe. song she wrote for uh, Gangs of New York. So, silver yeah. Linings. <laughs> mm -hmm. Proving how much that I love the Oscars. Yeah, Jeremy is the biggest Oscars fan that we know, and behind him is a poster of just all the Best Picture winners over the years. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go on to question number five. The category is Dual Bond. We have a lot of tri bonds, but never any duo bonds. So I'm going to tell you, yeah, we've all been wanting an easier version of the, clamoring. the tri bond. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to tell you two movies, and you will tell me which actor was in both of them, okay. actor actress. Okay. So who appeared in the movie Old School, and also appeared in a Jurassic Park movie? Oh, I can lock it in. Oh yeah. All right, so you guys are going to lock in over there? Yeah. All right, so uh, I'm going to refrain from talking very fast and throwing uh, lines that aren't in the script. I, I believe you're writing down Vince Vaughn from Chicago. Is that correct, Ken? Yeah, that's right. Okay, all right, so we're going to go with uh, Vincent. I'm not, not sure if that's his real name. Vincent Vaughn. As will we, Vince Vaughn. Yes. So if, it's, if his real name is not Vincent Vaughn, is that uh, incorrect answer? I'm just uh, double checking here. I'm going to give us ourselves credit. You, you, you guys are going with Vaughn? Yes, you guys are both correct. It's isn't isn't yep. Vincent Vaughn the killer in the Halloween series? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or he's also, uh, he's cousins with Vincent Vega. Is that correct from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> mm -hmm. It was going to be him, Travolta, and Madsen. They were all going to be in one movie together. It was going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're uh, after five questions. We have triviality with 40 points and 90 under 90 with 30 points. Nice. All right. All right. Ready for question six. Category is some people just can't stay retired. In Men in Black 2, a retired K now works at the post office using this name. I think I, I, think I know. Oh right. really? Which well, is which? Which is so sad. <laughs> it is so sad. If I'm right on this, I'm gonna hate myself a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, I have no idea what his name was in that movie. I don't know. I yeah, I, can't I haven't watched that movie in uh, 20 years. I, I think how I saw... long has it been since it came out? But uh, yeah, what what about uh, Tommy K. Jones? I like Tommy K. Jones. 
All right, let's yeah. go with that. Star of The Runaway <laughs> and other similar sounding movies that Tommy Lee Jones starred in. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> the Runaway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't right. maim my spouse. <laughs> I don't regard that. And then he jumps down the, the ditch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the man with one leg, right? That's coming after him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So triviality's in with a joke answer and <laughs> 90 under 90. Yeah. It's going to be Kevin Brown. Yeah. It's, I was uh, just wanting the first name really, but Kevin Brown. Yeah. I think, I think it is Brown as well. How did you know both? <laughs> it's just weird. There's, <laughs> The yeah, the knowledge that I do choose to retain, not even choose, the knowledge that I do retain is really ridiculous. And we did do Men in Black too. Uh, it was a show, episode. yeah. So like, that's probably the only reason. I just I knew I was confident about Kevin. Let's just say that I knew yeah, his name yeah. was Kevin. He's really brushed up on the Men in Black canon. So yeah. All right, let's move on to question number seven. Category is three movies from a small book. In the Hobbit movies. Who voices Smog? Lock it in. I got, I got it locked. Yep. Uh, I believe this is a man who says uh, Penguin in a strange way. Ah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Cumberbatch. Mr. Cum- uh, Cucumber Bushel. <laughs> Cucumber Bushel, yeah. I haven't seen these movies, but uh, I do now remember the behind-the-scenes footage of him like crawling around with motion capture. <laughs> with the, with the like, green screen suit on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make growling and whatnot. Yeah, so we're going to go with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Same. Yes. Yeah, Cumbie. you guys are... You guys are both right. Now, what if I didn't know the answer and I just said same? Like, they <laughs> got it right. Like, this this game works on the honor system. So. Yeah, we trust you. No, I'm just I'm totally messing. I knew it was it was Benny Cumbatch. So here, we- <laughs> as he's as he's widely known. <laughs> All right, let's go on to question number eight. Category is no TV and no beer. What hell is this? Uh, never mind. Uh, question in The Shining. What does Wendy Torrance read on the typewriter? I'll lock it in right now. Yeah, locked in. Dan in with a thunderous lock-in. Um, while it is not my favorite line in the movie, uh, which is, Wendy, light of my life. Uh, I won't say the rest. Um, but uh, I believe it is all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Is that right, Ken? Yes. Okay, that's what we're locking in with. I, okay, I you guys are locked in. in. Okay. With the same, with the Dan hack. With... <laughs> no, I'm going to have to hear the whole sentence because yes, it's course, a sure. word for word. Yep. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Good job. Both correct. See, Ten now there's a, there's a way you can test people if they are trying to cheat by saying same. You should just force them to say I'll, the exact same. I'll, so if they weren't I'll, paying I'll, enough I'll, attention. I'll call their asses out on it. <laughs> well, you know, when I was a kid, that's how I got far in spelling bees. They'd be like, spell superfluous. <laughs> and I'd be like, whatever it is. And they'd be like, all right. And they would advance me to the next round. All right, fair game, so, yeah. And yeah. that's why the musical uh, Putnam County Spelling Bee is based on Dan's life. <laughs> Category, uh, question number nine. Category is, I'll take my frap double blended, is what I think James Bond would be drinking if he was around now. All right, so the question is, there has been 26 James Bond movies to date. How many was Sean Connery in? Okay, so uh, we're going to start with our answer first. Um, Rick asked for the number of James Bond films that Sean Connery was in. I'm just going to say for the record here, uh, the film he was in, Never Say Never Again, is technically not canon for James Bond because it was not with the uh, the same estate uh, uh, that made the other films. Uh, so we're going to lock in with six films, Dr. No, Goldfinger, Thunderball, 
from Russia with Love, You Only Live Twice, and Diamonds Are Forever. So that is our locked-in list. Okay. And under 90s? Yes. I 100% agree, and if you want me to list the titles, I can as well. Uh, no, I, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's six. You guys are both okay. correct. All right. Cool. I'm glad we can agree that Never Say Never is not canon because because eh. it ain't nor nor would be the original casino royale exactly yes with uh david niven all right so this is question number 10 the final question before the uh swing round category is hashtag don't kill me how many times has sean bean been killed in movies and shows <laughs> oh man is this oh, like within God. a certain number like uh within five or one or something or three Yes, I will do within three. Okay. We'll lock in with a guess. I'm just going to throw out a random number that I think might be right. You would have a more educated guess than I would on Sean Bean's death <laughs> count in movies. So I will uh, defer to you. Uh, I'm going to guess 22. All right. And uh, ours is actually pretty close. Yeah, it so is. We, we just went with 26. Wow. I never <laughs> thought you both would get points on this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know how you guys both got to that many, but uh, some of them are pretty hilarious. Well, I know Jeremy runs a uh, message board called the Bean Counter <laughs> every time he dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It does that little That's why I, didn't, I, I couldn't answer because I felt like it was cheating. I knew the answer. Like I managed mm-hmm. the answer every single day. Mm-hmm. And I have a Google alert that like I, I don't even trust the Google alert. I check on my own. <laughs> So it was uh, uh, 24, 25? Oh, sorry. The answer was 23. Oh, 23. Oh. oh. So coming into the swing round here, we have uh, Triviality with 80 points. And uh, uh, Dan and Jeremy just caught up with us. They also have 80. So uh, what do you have for the swing round today? All right. Uh, the swing round today is going to be secondary character names. Okay. So everybody remembers main characters in movies and shows. And but how well will you remember secondary characters or tertiary? So there's I got ten secondary characters here. I'm gonna tell you the movie they're in, and either the actor's name or uh, I could describe the character's name in a way, and you'll have to give me the name of that character. Okay. Okay. All right. So number one is in the movie Anchorman. It would be Christina Applegate's character's name. And I'll have a bonus point if you could also give me the name that was put on the prompter as they introduced Christina Applegate's character with this name. Okay, number two is in the new Star Wars movies. In The Force Awakens, the round droid. Number three, Kindergarten Cop, John Kimball's arch nemesis. In number four, in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Mm. What is the name of the ghost truck driver? And for a bonus point, the name of Pee-wee's nemesis. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is Die Hard. And this is, I feel it's a deep cut because it's such a, I feel, watched movie. <clears throat> so I want the name of the limo driver. So that Number six is Lethal Weapon, Joe Pesci's character. Number seven, National Treasure. The character's name is Justin Bartha or Nicolas Cage's character's uh, sidekick character. 
Number eight, Roadhouse. The actor's name is Ben Gazzara, and that would be the evil town kingpin with a ridiculous amount of animal trophies on the wall. Number nine, Aliens. One of the best movies with one of the best endings, in my opinion. And I want the name of the droid. And number 10 is Home Alone. And I want the, this one is going to be two names. I need both names of the first names of the thieves. Okay, we will consider these answers and we'll be right back. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, all the answers have been locked in. Right before we throw it back to Rick, just wanted to mention to join us over at The Crop, our Facebook group. If you want to hear different announcements, uh, different things going on on Facebook, you can hit us up over there, or you can join us on Instagram and Twitter, at TrivialityPod. Most of the time, it's Matt uh, posting behind-the-scenes photos over on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we try to get into some hijinks when we can. So He got me in, in a rope the other day, actually. He did get you in a row, or was that on our private Instagram account? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but make sure you join us over there at, at Triviality Pod, and we look forward to saying hello. So, Rick, uh, we are ready to hear these questions again and give our answers. All right. Let's start with number one Anchorman. Uh, Christina Applegate's character's name and a bonus one point for the teleprompter name. All right. We'll start over here. Um, we luckily came up with, I believe, what her name is. I think it's Veronica Corningstone but I couldn't remember what was on the teleprompter, Ken. We said Veronica Horningstone, because <laughs> it's that All kind right. of movie. And uh, 90 Under 90? 
Yeah, it's going to be Veronica Corningstone, and uh, we did know the bonus one, uh, at least I'm fairly confident, in uh, McGee. Yeah, so that's five points each, and 90 is getting bonus points for that. (laughs) (laughs) For the record. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question number two, Star Wars, The Force Awakens droid. All right, that one is uh, the admirable BB-8. BB-8. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, number three. This one I felt was hard, but felt somebody could get it. It's Kindergarten Cop and John Kimball's arch nemesis name. So uh, I know, I believe what his last name is, if it's Jeopardy Rules here, um, because my brother has a joke about it that he constantly says, but it is very, very possible that his joke is the incorrect name. Um, But I believe his last name is Crisp, like a Rice Krispie (laughs) treat. So I think it's Crisp. So that's what we went with. Okay, crisp. we got a crisp over here and number ninety. What do you got? Um, I'm, you know, I'm really confident in this one, Rick. Uh, it's Peter Villinsley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that 100% real name is what we're gonna lock in for yeah. ours. Mm-hmm. All right, that is incorrect. But what? Crisp, what? crisp is Check correct. your sources, Rick. Crisp. What I. Give me five minutes. I'll be back. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Colin Crisp, and I would have uh, I should have been specific, but I would have taken first or last name, considering that was a hard one. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's five points for triviality. Thanks to your brother. Yeah, thank thank you to my brother for his very vulgar joke, including the name Crisp. Yeah, <laughs> can only imagine. <laughs> All right, number four, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. What was the ghost truck driver's name? And a bonus point for Pee Wee's nemesis. Yeah, this was a childhood staple for me. So the uh, ghost truck driver is Large Marge, and uh, tell them that they sent you. Um, I believe the nemesis was Francis. Mm. Okay, yes. Here. We're going to lock in Large Marge. We're going to lock in Francis. And, hey, I'm going to even go one step further because I'm going to show off here. I have greater peewee knowledge here, which hey. is not something I should take pride in at all. Uh, uh, Francis Buxton. Ooh, yeah, that's a uh, hard one to get that last name. Not really, man. They make a great joke about it. That Weasley guy who looks like he's straight out of Happy Days. He calls him Bucks Ton. <laughs> so fork <laughs> over my money. Fork for over your money for lifting it for you. <laughs> Bucks Ton. So I, I also, uh, as Ken, this was a staple. I saw it probably 30, 40 times as a kid, but not in a long time. I think that deserves a rewatch. Definitely. Absolutely. I think it deserves an annual rewatch from here on out for the rest of your life, personally. Just throwing down the pee wee gauntlet. That's just me. That's and, just me. And you know what? That that one that I'm they did on guy. Netflix wasn't wasn't half bad either. It was it was no it was no big adventure, but it was uh, not bad. All right, number five. This one uh, is a deep cut. The limo driver. All right, uh, oh boy. Want you to pull that gun to the uh, parking lot? Wait for me, Argyle. All right. <laughs> So we, we went with uh, we went with Argyle. How about you, Dan and Jerry? What do you guys say? That sounds it's ringing lots of bells, but I just said Eddie. Yeah, we I I could not remember to be honest with you. I've only seen Die Hard a handful of times actually, and uh, I'm not that uh, familiar with it. It is Argyle. All Five right. Points. And actually, uh, coming into the the Skype right now, we're so lucky uh, to get him away from his uh, independent movies that he's been doing. Uh, Mr. Willis, I I believe you're here to tell us uh, the origin of the name Argyle from Die Hard. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, I had this guy. uh, He was working for me. He was my assistant. He did lots of things for me. 
And one day I saw him wearing an Argyle sweater, and I said, from now on, your name is Argyle. He said, my name is Joe. I said, I don't care. And then uh, that's basically it. From then on out, I called him Argyle. I didn't give him the option. I've hated people ever since. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for that, Mr. Wills. We appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. All right. Number six, Lethal Weapon, Joe Pesci's character. Oh, Jer's a huge Lethal Weapon fan. I'm a pretty big fan myself. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Over here, uh, we had no idea. I couldn't remember. I knew at one point he had blonde hair. I don't know if that was in the fourth one. I I don't remember, but uh, we just went with okay because I couldn't remember his full name. Yeah, he had Neil Frosted Tips. That's true. He, yeah. he looked like Billy Idol in that in Lethal Weapon Three. <laughs> he was selling real estate at that point. He had a different job in every single movie. Uh, but yeah, whatever you want, Leo gets. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> there, yeah. Leo gets. Yeah. Whatever you want, Leo gets. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that's good. Um, all right, show classic, National Treasure, Justin Barthes' character. I'd be in trouble if I got this one wrong in the next question. So we locked in with Riley Poole, and that is Poole with an E. That's good, but I think mine's right, and it's Fart Clownsley. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. One, one, someone's getting points here. Damn. It is Riley Poole. All right, number eight, Roadhouse. Actor's name is Ben Gazzara. This is not fair, and I yeah. told Rick that because you got a Roadhouse poster right behind you. Yeah, my, and, you know, it's fine. I'm just saying. Yeah, my like, my well, head is right by. Better be right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> my head is right by uh, Patrick Swayze's high waisted uh, jeaned crotch. Um, yeah, Ben Gazzara plays the villain of Roadhouse, uh, the man who claims to be bringing J.C. Penny to Jasper, Missouri, uh, and that would be Brad Wesley. It says here in my notes, I got something different. Jared, do you know, I think we agreed on this one. Yes, we did. What was it? It was um, Pinky. No, 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 no. It was Muck Plato. Ah, yes. Muck Plato. Muck Plato. That's the guy's name. He's the regal Muck Plato. He's been in many things. Well, unless uh, I get, uh, unless you could. Give me some proof on that. I'm giving points to Triviality there, and unfortunately, only them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number nine, Aliens, the droid who gets ripped in half at the end. He's the guy who's got that sweet knife game, that knife trick, and that would be... Can I go first? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's going to be Bishop. Uh, Bishop. Okay. Uh, we just said uh, we just said the the best robot we know, uh, Matt. Just Matt? Oh, sorry. Okay, no, uh, it is Bishop. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yay! <laughs> Matt's That's... a good name though for a robot. <laughs> is it an acronym or just Matt? Um, we'll more of a uh, fiction, uh, non-fiction, fiction type thing. Right. Okay, I can dig it. All right, number ten, Home Alone, The Two Thieves. Um, this one took a little bit longer. I remembered uh, Daniel Stern was Marv right away, and I think Joe Pesci was Larry. Uh, you're, you're correct on Marv. I would agree with Marv, but it's uh, it's Harry. Oh. oh, that's right. Oh, off by a letter. It is Harry. Oh, we, we had so much trouble with that one. We couldn't remember if it was Lenny or Larry or, yeah. Close. Mm. Close. So you're saying you don't watch Home Alone every single year like I do? No, I do, but I just, for some reason, did not pull oh. that name. I don't know why. Mm. Neil, your Home Alone knowledge. 
Woof. Hey, but I, <laughs> but I, I would have pulled the wet bandits and the sticky bandits. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. He can it's remember funny. wet and sticky. Hey. <laughs> That's on my business card. Okay. After that swing round, we picked up thirty-six points, uh, bringing us to one sixteen. Uh, ninety under ninety got uh, thirty-two points, and they're at one twelve. So it's very tight. All right. So let's get into round two. Category is John Carter all over again. Finish the movie title. Valerian and the City of. I got this. All right. Lock it in. Locked. All right, so they're locked in. Um, is it City of the Gods or? No, I'm pretty sure it's City of a Thousand Planets. So Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? I think so. And this is not. Even though a... that sounds kind of like counterintuitive, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Okay, this is the Dane DeHaan joint. Yes. Because I remember my brother's like, do you want to see it? And I said, no, nah, not really. It's such a shame because a lot of the design in that movie is so good. Yeah. So there's there's so much good going for it, but it's just so bad. I can't remember I totally if this is... totally agree. Yeah. I can't remember if this is Luke Bassan, but that, that's it our is, It is Luke Bassan. Okay, so that's City our City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. Uh, my answer as well is Valerian, the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah, that's correct. You guys both got it. Cool. All right, so question number 12. Category, McAvoy is best. In the movie Split, Kevin Wendell Crumb has 23 distinct personalities, including a boy named Hedwig, a motherly figure, Miss Patricia, and the Beast. What villain name is given to him by the media? Ooh, that's a good one, man. That's a really good question. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Well, I thought it through. I got my answer. I locked it. So these guys are locked in. Um, I'm trying to remember because I thought he was just called a beast. But now that he mentions it, I remember them calling him something. I keep thinking of that uh, X-Men Legion. Right. How it's like many parts of a whole. So I'm trying to remember if it's like the hive or the swarm or scourge. I mean, that... that sounds good to me. I just I'm so at a loss with this one because like like I said, I thought swarm? it had something to do with the subway, but I don't think that's correct. I kind of like the swarm. I don't, okay. I don't know if that's right, but that's fine. We can lock that in. All right. It's so funny right. that you say Legion because that's when I was thinking it through. That's exactly what I said, uh, and what I came up with. He is the the horde. The horde. That's mm. right. That's correct. It is the horde. Oh man, I that's was a so great close. Question. That was a good question, man. Thank you. And that's that's a great villain name, too. Uh, Number three category is quantity, not quality. Within 50, how many acting credits does Michael Madsen have? So I know he does a lot of voices, too, and stuff like that. Yeah. I just want to say... Yeah, we'll lock in quick here. Uh, All right, we're locked in. I'll I'll lock in with a guess of somewhat... Not really educated, yes, but I'll I'll throw it out there. I'll I'll lock it in now. Okay, sure. we're gonna say uh, three hundred. Shoot, okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> mine was like, well, my guess is one sixty. Uh, triviality getting points. It's three hundred and eight. Oh my wow. goodness! Oh, nice guess, Madsen. There, <laughs> what a machine! And this yeah. is, I just I, I just kind of knew the upper the upper end of where people kind of clock out on IMDb, and I'm sure he's nearly there, but he's usually not ranked on those lists because it's a lot of like video game voices and things like that. So. Right. Okay. Question number four. Category is take a deep breath. 
In the movie Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, when Ace takes a deep breath to explain what he knows about Ray Finkel, he belts out an astonishing 55 words in one breath. Within one second, how long was this classic scene? <laughs> how long was the scene? How long was his, the line? or How Just, long, was uh, how long did it take him to get through that one little speech? Yeah, from beginning to end of the breath, the one breath, mm-hmm. uh, how many seconds is that? And I'll give it within one. Okay. Jerry, you want to guess? I'm literally running through it in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, we'll, we'll that's lock in. exactly so what you, I want you to do. We'll lock in. So, Jerry, feel free to talk about Jerry, do you want to quote it? Can you do it? I can't quote the whole thing. I just know soccer style kicker graduated from Collier High, June 1969. <laughs> Former nickname the Mule. Well, first and only <laughs> pro athlete to ever come out of Collier County and won all of a model American. I'm going to say that takes about seven seconds. Yeah, we couldn't get that close with the quote. I do remember the scene, but we said 20 seconds. So no points on this one. It was 15 seconds, mm. uh, which, right which in the, middle. The, the number does not do it justice. If you actually were to try to talk for 15 seconds in a row, saying anything you wanted to, it's very hard. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is a master. Jim Carrey's, Jim Carrey's he's just got many, many tricks in his sleeve. All right. Uh, question number five. The category is ghosts instead of aliens, men in black. In the movie R.I.P.D., which actor plays Ryan Reynolds' partner? Oh, I got this. Lock it in. Okay, they're locked in. Uh, I believe it's Jeff Bridges, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't I, know why, but yeah. Because what it's making me think of is James Hong, who we had on the show, and he played their disguise, one of their disguises. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think it is Jeff Bridges. Okay. Now, but, did you really have James Hong on the show? We really did. We really did, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he was... Wow. Uh, we had a good long hour, hour-long hour conversation with James Hong. Yeah, very fascinating guy, fascinating life. If you haven't heard that episode yet, uh, anyone listening. But uh, yeah, really cool, really cool dude. Wow. You think he'll get the star on the Walk of Fame? Oh, he'll get it. We, we hope so. We right. actually, I emailed his uh, management because on this show, we were like, people write letters to James Hong, and I think, I don't know, seven or ten people did, but... Daniel Day Kim's gonna get all the credit, but that's okay. He's a he was a movie star, so that's fine. <laughs> James Hong's a legend. That's great. Uh, but yeah, we locked in with Jeff Bridges though officially. Yes, Jeff Bridges. Same. Uh, that's you guys are both correct. It's Jeff Bridges. All right. So after the first five questions, that brings us to one forty-six to one forty-two. All right. So uh, let's go on to question number sixteen. Category is true story. What is the movie Dog Day Afternoon about? Too bad Clive Owen wasn't available. I got this. I'll lock it in. Yeah, it's a bank robbery movie, right? Yeah, bank robbery. Um, Based on a true story. Yeah, and I can't remember the the main person's name. Uh, but yeah, they were in the bank. Um, I think, was there an Inside Man? Is that the Clive Owen reference there? Yeah, I mean, it's a bank but that's robbery, a bank but... robbery movie too. So yeah. I think we're just going with bank robbery. Yeah. I would also say uh, bank robbery, Al Pacino. Uh, he's, he's robbing the bank to pay for his lover's sex change operation. That's right. Yeah, that, that, that's true. I actually heard about that first. Uh, oh, you guys are both correct, by the way. Um, I heard that first on a, on a true, crime po- uh, true crime podcast. Oh, yeah. And, and then so you I, watched I, Dog Day? Yeah, and then I, so I got to it from the other way around. But um, I, I, that question was pretty hard on other people, so I kind of threw in the little clue there. I didn't know how hard it was going to be, but... Yeah, yeah. Feature. Very, happy, very happy, interesting happy that the clue story. was mentioned at least. <laughs> yeah, and have to mention John Cazal, uh, one of the best character actors, only in five movies, all of them Best Picture winners. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's his uh, his partner in that, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. He's excellent. 
Okay, let's move on to question number 17. Category is heads or tails. For which 1964 musical blockbuster did Julie Andrews win an award, an Academy Award for Best Actress? Uh, I got this, Jared. You know this? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure we both agree on it. Yes. Okay. So there's two that come to mind for me. Uh, Mary Poppins would be one, and the other one is Sound of Music, right? Sound of Music. Yeah. I would say Sound of Music should probably won for right? Yeah. Now I'm. I I thought I was 100% sure, but when you said Mary Poppins, I forgot that also won quite a bit of awards because she played Mary Poppins on Broadway too. Um, it might be Mary Poppins, but Sound of Music won more awards. Shoot. 64. I'm trying to think. Sound of Music was either 66 or maybe it was 67. Yeah, man. All right. We, I'll just go whatever you want because right now my, my head is hash browns. Let's go with uh, Extra Crispy, right? Yeah, Extra Crispy. That's right. All right. Let's go with uh, Sound of Music. Okay. And Jerry, were we thinking? Were we both thinking Mary Poppins? I think so. Yeah, sixty-four. I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna guess. Mary Poppins. It is Mary Poppins. Mm, right. Yeah, I had a feeling. I just I couldn't uh, I couldn't get couldn't sure pin it down. It. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, question number eighteen. Category is music and movies. <laughs> what DC villain? shares a name with the band that sings the song Born to be Wild. We're locked in over here. Oh, f- I, well, no, because I don't know who sings Born to be Wild, but I can name every D- the Batman uh, <laughs> villain, but I can't, I, I don't know the connection to that song. All right. Son of a... Um, the Joker? <laughs> the Joker cut an album, guys. <laughs> I literally don't know who sings that song, which is really stupid because we all know that damn song. Yeah, no. Uh, you know what? Just because I don't know, I'm just going to say Man Bat. Man Bat. I like, yeah. that. <laughs> I like that answer. Um, I believe uh, this is the character that's getting redesigned for the Snyder Cut coming out because people uh, kind of bashed the CG design of the oh. other one. I believe it's Steppenwolf. Yep. Oh, that's yep. dumb of me. That really is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it is Steppenwolf. Oh, it's so yep. Uh, uh, su- such a good game, guys. Uh, it's you know, you know nine, it, you went up, you went up by ten. Just last question. Now triviality made it back up. It's questions yeah. like that that really make me hate myself. You know, when you're just like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really tough thing to to know the answer and it just not come. Or imagine being the listeners at times when the the guests don't know and they're just like, oh, and they're trying to like telepathically tell us retroactively. You know, yeah. I think maybe that's why it's I get so many late. so many migraines because people are telepathically saying I'm stupid. <laughs> mm, that could know? be it. So I think we only have two questions left. Yeah, that's right. And it's almost at the end oh, of the game, so man. it's very close. So let's oh, see what you got. Gosh. Rick. All right, question number nineteen. Category name. Samu Ben Jaffleck. <laughs> Name the 2002 movie that Samuel L. Jackson and Locked Ben Affleck in. did together. <laughs> Check your blind spot before answering. Locking it in. Wait, Dan, did you lock in? I... <laughs> uh, all right, I'm just going to... Wait, locking it in. Okay, all let right. me just signal over to the left here and change lanes. Uh, we're going to lock in with changing lanes. Yeah, it is. I saw it in the theater, changing lanes. That's correct. Changing lanes. I, His I, computer says you're bankrupt. <laughs> no, it doesn't. He says <laughs> in the trailer when he throws <laughs> the computer. I also saw that in the theater, Dan. We uh, we have something in common there. All right. Number question number twenty. Final question before the final round. Category is 
Indianapolis Jones doesn't have the same ring to it. In the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, what kind of man must you be to pass through the blade-riddled booby trap right before the entrance to the Holy Grail room? It's not an oil man, right? <laughs> I don't believe it is an oil man. No, I don't think he's an artist either, like a, a, a dress designer. Um, we can uh, lock in over here so you guys can talk. Uh, Jer? Uh, this is uh, once again where I uh, embarrass myself by saying that I've only yeah. seen one and a half Indiana Jones movies, uh, and then I bail- <laughs> I bailed on the franchise. I had no interest. Hey, Indiana listen, Jones man, just doesn't do it for me. They are boring. I'm gonna say it right right now. They are it's boring. A hot take, but hey, I yeah. I mean, I I watched Raiders. I'm like I halfway through Raiders. I'm like I don't want to watch the rest of this, but I feel like culturally I have to. And then I got uh, about a half hour into Temple of Doom, and I'm like, no, uh-uh, yeah. enough of this. All right, uh, we locked in over here, so feel free to talk out loud. Yeah, we were no, kind of stuck here. so we're, we're stumped. We got nothing. Yeah, um, I couldn't remember exactly what it is, and uh, Ken had said he knew at least one of them was that you had to be like a faithful man, and if that's whether he goes on the, the invisible bridge or not with the sand, but we just locked in with faithful man. That's a good one, and I, I can't, I'm not in good conscience, take it and say it's ours. I was just going to say uh, a strong man. Like in the, like in the jumpsuit lifting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the handlebar mustache. mustache. That's what it yeah. takes. Well, maybe it's yeah. yeah that's okay. <laughs> well, unfortunately, there's no points here. I'm hoping you guys will remember it when I say it. Oh, only, right. a, only a penitent man may pass. Mm. Oh, that's right. Only a penitent man will pass. Only a penitent man will pass. Yeah, that's right. All right, so after the second round, it's 176 for Triviality, 172 for 90 under Man. 90. So it's very <laughs> close. We're going into the final round, and we'll make some wagers on what categories? Category one will be comedies. Number two will be action. Number three will be sci-fi. Number four will be drama deep cut. And number five will be horror. Okay, the wagers are now locked in. So let's get the questions and see how we do. Okay, question number one in comedies. In the meaning of life, when the Grim Reaper shows up at a dinner party to inform the guests that they are all about to die, what causes all their deaths? And be specific. Uh, Number two, in action. In the movie Bloodsport, our boy Frank Dukes must face off against the terrifying Chong Li in the finals of the Kumite. What nationality is Chong Li? Number three in sci-fi. In the original Terminator, within two, how many lines does Arnie have? And I will tell you a hint that it's less than 100 words in total. Number four, drama deep cut. In the movie Forrest Gump, Forrest wears a different form of the same colored checkered shirt in the first scene of each age transition in the movie to signify a change in time. The movie ends with Forrest's son similarly wearing a checkered shirt when he's getting onto the school bus. What color are the checkered shirts? And last one, in horror. Since The Exorcist in 1974... To Get Out in 2017, there has been a total of six horror movies nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Silence of the Lambs being the only one to win the award. 
Name any two of the remaining three Best Picture nominees. Okay, we will pour over these questions and come back with our answers. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show has examined weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right, all the answers are now locked in, so let's see how we did. All right. Question number one. What were your wagers? We wagered 30 on all the questions. So we're, we're going for broke. Uh, we did. Uh, I did not feel as confident in uh, all of the categories, but we did wager 30 for comedy. Okay. In comedies, in the meaning of life, when the Grim Reaper shows up at a dinner party to inform the guests that they are all about to die, what causes all of their deaths? And be specific. <laughs> Uh, I believe it's food poisoning. I'm trying to remember this scene, but uh, it's not coming to me as clearly as I'd like to. Um, yes, it's it's food poisoning, and I am f- I'm semi-confident that it's the potato salad. All right. So you guys are both correct. It was Woo-hoo. food poisoning, specifically salmon mousse. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll Ooh. do it. Is that like an old timey thing, or or was that a British thing? Because that's yeah, horrible. I, I gotta hope. I gotta hope that that's only a British thing, and that that doesn't <laughs> spread throughout the rest of the world. And and they said, um, you know, did you use canned salmon again? And she said, no. The the fishmonger seemed very uh, upfront that it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember uh, the the mince guy who blows up. It's just a wee mince. Mr. Creosote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a paper thin wafer. It is wafer thin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 30 points gain bo- both sides there. Question two in action. Uh, under 90, what was your wager? Uh, 20 points. Still okay. going big with 30. All right. In the movie Bloodsport, our boy Frank Dukes must face off against the terrifying Chong Lee in the finals of the Kumite. What nationality is Chong Li? We remembered there was a 
Muay Thai fighter, uh, which we thought would have uh, been from Thailand. Uh, and um, we remember him wearing red and black. We couldn't be for certain, but we, we just said China. We said Chinese. And uh, we yeah. guessed uh, Vietnamese. Yeah, we had no no real, weren't sure. Well, uh, it's uh, both incorrect. The answer is South Korean. Mm-hmm. Mm, really? So if you recall, the um, uh, uh, Chong Lee's little trainer guy, he always has the same shirt, and you see the symbol on his shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good catch. All right, so question number three in sci-fi. In the original Terminator, within two, how many lines does Arnie have? All right, so we wagered uh, 30, as we said. Uh, this one, I was telling Ken, he thought it was the give me your boots, your clothes, all that stuff, but I said that was the second one. The first one, he hardly says any lines, and I was trying to go through them in my head. I think it's around 15, um, and I figured 15 would give us 13 and 17 uh, to be correct. So that's what we locked in with. Um, We wagered 15 points on that, and yeah, I wasn't sure. Uh, I said 9. Dan thought it was higher. We ended up splitting the difference and calling it 16. I am happy to inform both of you that you're both getting points. Yeah. The answer is 17, so you guys are both within within the two. Nice. Nice. Well did done. Not, did not expect that. Really good good job, guys. Thank you. So now to question number four. Drama deep cut. In the movie Forrest Gump, Forrest wears a different form of the same colored checkered shirt in the first scene of each age transition in the film to signify a change in time. The movie ends with Forrest's son similarly wearing a checkered shirt when he's getting onto the school bus. What color are the checkered shirts? Or what is the main color in all of those checkered shirts? Yeah, we went kind of back and forth between uh, blue and red, and we settled on blue. Um, We wagered 25 points on this, and um, as I told Dan, uh, I think my knowledge of the Weird Al video for Gump probably helped on this. I believe that it's a blue and white checkered shirt. Both correct. It is uh, some variation of a blue checkered shirt. Cool. All right, so the final question. Scores are very close. So wow. it very well make it down to this one. So it really yeah, it comes down to this. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, it, it I would really say does. it definitely comes to this one. Oh, man. Because we also wagered 30 points on this one. So, I mean, it's a shoot. It's, we get it or we don't. All right. Final question. Since The Exorcist in 1974 to Get Out in 2017, there has been a total of six horror movies nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards, Silence of the Lambs being the only one to win the award. Name any of the two remaining three Best Picture nominees. Okay, so uh, hopefully this one will make up for the Indiana Jones question. Um, I think... It came down to basically uh, Shape of Water. Some people consider it a horror movie. That one won. And I believe the other two um, is Black Swan for one. And then some people call Jaws a horror movie. When it, I guess it's debatable, but we went with Jaws for the second one. We uh, This was nominations for Best Picture, right? Just yes. nominated. So yes. we, we guessed uh, the first one. We might have the date wrong, but one of them is Rosemary's Baby. The other one is The Shining. Um, Triviality is getting points. Uh, The three correct answers are Jaws, The Sixth Sense, mm. and Black Swan. All right. Black Swan is a horror movie? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. I don't know anything about Black Swan other than it was a huge thing at the time. All right, that brings our game to a conclusion. We picked up 90 on that final round, bringing us to 266. Uh, unfortunately, you guys only picked up 20 on that one, so you're at 192, which means today, Triviality is the cream of the crop. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, great game, guys. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yes. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, really, and- really uh, humbling at times, I will say, <laughs> to, to, to not know things that I really feel stupid for not knowing, but... That's all what trivia is. But but you had some amazing polls, too. And uh, we also want to thank Rick for joining us today and writing the game. Yeah, Rick. Well yeah, done, thank man. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I love great it. Questions. You, you love it. You guys are all great. I enjoy listening. I enjoy helping. Um, as, a, as I said earlier, I, I really do feel like I credit you guys for my wanting to start my podcast. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, well, we, and... we wish you the best of luck with it and, and appreciate you coming on today writing this game. Yeah, no problem. I was just uh, happy. You know, I always want it to go well. Um, and I like it when the scores are close going into the final. And uh, I am, yeah, great job. You guys got a bunch of ones I didn't think you guys were going to get. I tried to mix it up as best I could. And uh, really happy with the way it finished out. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. And speaking of podcasts, uh, please make sure to check out 90 Under 90 with uh, Dan and Jeremy. And uh, I think that'll bring bring it all around today, right, Neil? That is correct. Uh, make sure to check out uh, Championship Trivia when it comes out uh, for Rick. And uh, Dan, uh, you did have a website you wanted to plug for people to check out a, a film you're completing? Yeah, yeah. You can go to anintervention.com. That's anintervention.com, one word. And uh, you can check out our new feature film called Unintervention. You can watch the trailer, get some info on that. No release date secured yet, but it's coming this year, definitely. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> all of our listeners, make sure to check out uh, that film. There's a lot of our, our friends uh, in that film, and uh, Dan worked extra hard on it, and I know the whole team, Jeremy's in it. Uh, give them some love and, and check out the film. It's going to be great. Uh, well, we appreciate you guys coming on. Check out 9090, like uh, Ken said, for uh, Jeff and Matt, who are not here, and uh, Rick, Dan, and Jeremy, who are here. I'm with Ken, and that was Triviality. <laughs> I'm going to lock it in. You remember who wants to be? He used to always say that, Regis. He used to go, is it locked in? Did you lock it in? Yeah, you remember that, was, that? That was, that was the, the millionaire catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you're risking $500. (laughs) Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Yes.